Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hi there, I'm Jason Schulman, and this is New Books in Australian and New Zealand Studies. My guest today is Mandy Sayer. She's an award-winning writer. She's here to talk about her new book, Australian Gypsies, Their Secret History, published by New South Publishing in October 2017. Mandy, welcome to the show. Good morning. I know it's like this. It is evening here. So, Mandy, I want to ask you first, who are the gypsies or the Romani people, and how did you get interested in them? Well, the Romani, well, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my husband and I were in uh, in Hungary in 2005 because uh, my husband was writing a screenplay for a Hungarian gangster. While we were there, we uh, met some uh, musicians, some jazz musicians, and got along really well with them. And they invited us back to their place to uh, cook for us and, and, and play music for us. And um, then they told us that they were gypsies, which I was astonished by because I thought, uh, I didn't really know that much about gypsies, um, only the stereotypes from children's books like Dickens and Ina Blyton. So um, we became quite good friends with them. And then that the next morning we got on the train to go back to Budapest and I saw a camp on the side of the railway line. Uh, it was a shanty town, really. People were living underneath uh, corrugated iron and in cardboard boxes. The kids were... Uh, didn't have any shoes on. They, they looked like they were starving. And I said to my husband, my God, what's that? And he said, it's a gypsy camp. And uh, I could not believe that um, the people of my new best friends were being treated in such a way. Hence, I uh, began to research their true history and found out that they were driven out of northern India during um, uh, for 200 years uh, between the 11th and 13th century by the Ottoman invaders. And they fled across Europe. Uh, and um, everywhere they went, really, there were laws made against them because of their different skin colour, their uh, religious practice, which was pagan-based, uh, the fact that they told fortunes, and uh, because they were on the move, they didn't pay taxes. So it, it's a very uh, devastating history. Um, after I figured out what, what their true heritage was, um, I began to wonder if there were gypsies in Australia, and, of course, there are many. What what are some of the characteristics of the uh, culture of gypsies, and what are some of the misconceptions or mischaracterizations, as you pointed out? Yeah, well, the stereotypes, of course, that I grew up with, and many of us did, was that uh, they they live in these lovely little caravans and um, live an idyllic life off the land, and um, they all play violins and dance around, and and occasionally, uh, you know, they do naughty things like steal babies. Uh, and children, of course, the, the reality is quite different. Uh, the Romani have, have suffered persecution for uh, over a thousand years. They were enslaved for 500 years in uh, in, in in Romania um, as metal workers, entertainers, uh, cooks, uh, farm workers, and so uh, they were actually only freed in, in uh, the 19th century. Um, because of that, it's, uh, you know, most people don't realize that, but uh, they've had a very tough history. And, and during um, World War Two, 1.5 million uh, Romney gypsies were exterminated along with the Jews. 
uh, and this fact has never really been acknowledged in in, in histories uh, around the world. Mm-hmm. Australia seems like a pretty uh, far place uh, t- to reach. When did gypsies come to Australia? Well, gypsies have been here from the beginning. There were three gypsies on the first fleet uh, with the com- when the convicts arrived. Well, one was called James Squire. He, was, he became Australia's first beer brewer. He was the first uh, person in Australia to be able to grow hops and, and cultivate them uh, in this very hot climate. Yeah, he became uh, very good friends with an indigenous leader called Benelong, um, who is probably the equivalent of, of many of your sort of uh, um, Indian American uh, leaders as well. He, uh, they, they became great friends, and um, and Squire buried him on his land on the Parramatta River. Uh, so uh, the, the, there were probably about 60 gypsies who were transported to Australia uh, from 1799 for 50 years. Se- our second wave came in 1898 in the form of uh, refugees from Greece. There was a family of 25 and uh, they uh, arrived in Adelaide. Uh, I don't know if you know the geography of Australia very well. They arrived in Adelaide but thought they were getting off in Sydney um, and they thought they could walk to Sydney in uh, four days. That would be like walking from, oh, I don't know, probably from New, <clears throat> New Orleans to Oh, New York in four days. Mm-hmm. So um, they were quite mistaken. That, that family's actually stayed and, uh, and, and, and thrived here in, in Australia. They stayed on the road for 80 years and, and only retired in the 1980s. And then we also had um, refugees from World War II came and then um, a fourth wave came uh, after post-communism uh, from, from Europe. They, they escaped here as well. So your, your research is not only historical, looking back at some of the early waves of uh, gypsy immigration, but also contemporary. You have um, you know, met with and, and done interviews with uh, gypsy people. How did you meet them and, and what kind of life are they living in Australia? Uh, Australia, I have to say, is a haven for the Romani gypsies. And um, if any Americans are out there listening, come to Australia. It's the best country in the world for you people. Uh, most have most have settled in houses. Uh, they live very good, uh, safe lives now. They can send their kids to school without their kids being discriminated against. Um, some are still on the road. Uh, they they perform maintenance, roofing, uh, home repairs, things like that. But the, the majority have settled in homes um, around Australia. But you'll find, as I did, that um, most have a, a, a caravan in the driveway. So rather than traveling for work as they used to traditionally, now they travel for pleasure. Do we know how many uh, gypsies are in Australia? Are there? How would one find that out? Are there certain names that are associated with, with gypsy I, people? I think there are, oh, yes, there are a lot of names associated with them, but the phenomenon I did not expect once the book was published, almost every day I have people contacting me who have um, a Romani mother or father but who have been disconnected from their culture through either adoption, desertion, or divorce, or death. And um, I, I did not expect this at all. Uh, so uh, a lot of, lot of kids were adopted in the 50s and 60s who, who probably had a Romney father and, and, and a non-Romney mother, um, which I, I find extraordinary. So to your original question, there's no real answer to that, but I would say up to 100,000. Uh, did you have any hesitation about taking on this project? Uh, you know, I, I've been saying uh, you know, Gypsy, Romani, these are kind of um, 
uh, you know, uh, very, it's very sensitive, uh, you know, which, which kind of name do we use? Did you have any hesitation about taking on the project as someone who's, who's not from that community? As an outsider? Uh, I knew that it would be challenging. Uh, it's a very private uh, culture, and, and one reason why, of course, is that they want to avoid the stereotypes and the discrimination. Some still live in fear that uh, their landlord, landlord or their boss might find out that they have a gypsy background and fire them. I doubt that would happen, but I understand their fear is, is legitimate considering World War II was not that long ago. Um, generally, what would happen is that if I, I met one uh, Romani gypsy and we both had a good experience, they would refer me on to another one in another state maybe or a relative. And it, it was through just one by one um, I began to enter the community. However, when I uh, initially approached them, usually on the phone, I, I would say first I, I know a, a lot of lies and mistakes have been written about your people and your culture by, by people like me and I would like to correct that. Secondly, I offered them anonymity if they didn't wish to be public about their identity. Eventually, none of them chose to take that opportunity. And, th and thirdly, I offered them uh, to be able to edit anything that I wrote about them. In, uh, so everyone got their own chapter. So it's really important that you people are in control of your own stories for once. And so by giving them those options, they were comfortable enough to let down their guard and talk to me mm -hmm. and actually welcome me into their homes. <laughs> and they've all remained friends as well. You, you talked about World War II. You know, the, the Romani people uh, were, you know, if, if, as you said, faced um, re really a, a mass uh, extermination during World War II. In, in what sense is is the story of, um, you know, the Romani people coming to Australia, the story of, of refugees. And what does that tell us about Australia as a place of, of refuge? Yes, it is a place of refuge. I mean, it's a whole country full of outsiders, which is fabulous. I, lo I love that about this place. We don't have any history of war. There's never been any laws against uh, Romani gypsies in Australia, one of the few places, because uh, if there are any problems with gypsies in the past, the police would always say, and the courts would always say, we already have laws in place in this country just to deal with any kinds of behaviours, so we're not going to focus on one group. Um, it, it, the law applies equally to everybody. And I, I think because we come out of a, a country that was settled by convicts, we, we know what it's like to be persecuted unduly and uh, to be mistreated. So there's uh, probably a little bit more openness here in Australia, and also it's a very multicultural country. Uh, where, in, in fact, you know, if you're not an Aborigine, you, you're still an outsider here. Mm -hmm. Last question before I let you go, Mandy. What does studying the history and kind of the contemporary scene of the Romani community tell us about its prospects uh, for the for the future? Does it is it a community that that's growing and thriving into the future? Well, sorry, they're my dogs there. Uh, there's no one Romani community in Australia. It's, it's very fractured and even fractured within families. Uh, it's, a, it's a community that, that, that uh, likes to argue a lot. It's hard for me to say. In, in the Kineshti group of gypsies, which is probably the biggest here in Australia, who were descended from the Greek gypsies, this is the first generation that haven't grown up on the road. They retired from the road in the 1980s for many reasons. So their kids have grown up at home and gone to school and don't know what it's like to, to grow up on the road. 
This, however, is causing problems. On the one hand, they're, they're very happy that their kids are educated, but they're not listening to their parents anymore. They, they're not speaking language. They're not uh, respecting the customs. And so I think it's it's really a crossroads for them in terms of whether they, you know, these the, the kids really want, want to embrace their heritage or whether they want to let it go. It's not for me to say, obviously, but... Uh, certainly, I, I hope that they can continue to practice their, their uh, ethnic identity here in Australia. We have a lot to learn from them. Mandy, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. That's Mandy Sayer. She's an award-winning writer. Her new book is Australian Gypsies, Their Secret History. It's published by New South Publishing in October 2017. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.